Welcome to Marty's Music Kitchen, the fun music and food podcast where anything can happen. We're cooking today with Greg Slim Lively Johnson, president of the Cascade Blues Association and the 2016 recipient of the Blues Foundation's Keeping the Blues Alive Award. And Cherie Johnson, curator of Cherie's Blues Highway, music promoter and international travel consultant. On the menu today, quick, easy, and delicious homemade pasta with Cherie's famous pasta carbonara, a recipe that her new hubby loves. All of her meals are my favorite. I love everything she cooks. These newlyweds are so busy with the blues that they don't have time for the blues, but it is through a shared love of music that their paths crossed. Where did Cherie learn to make authentic Italian pasta? And how does supporting the blues keep this busy couple so happy? Ditch those bags of pasta, stay tuned, and let's find out. Put on my monkey pants, do the monkey dance, monkey dance. Hi, guys. Hi, Cherie. Welcome to the show. Yay, thanks I, for having us. I'm so excited. I know that um, you guys came together through the blues and a shared love of that. And um, I'm also so excited about this pasta that you're going to make for us today. I just yeah. think it's going to be great. So yeah. anyway, let's get... Well, like, we're all going to be able to make pasta. Ooh, fun. Yeah. All right. So you ready for that? Yes, we're, we are ready for that. Okay. All right, so here we are at this beautiful table yes. and I see all these ingredients out. What are we going to do? All right, so we're going to make some handmade pasta today. I'm excited about this. Yes. So I've this never is something... made pasta by hand before, so, you know, I, yeah. love, I love learning something new. Yeah. So, what so is... I have already some that I made okay. a day ago. Uh-huh. And so here's the dough, and then I shaped it my pasta maker there uh -huh. although you can cut it individually too by hand so I just want to point out that you do not need a pasta maker to do noodles okay great and you know this okay. just looks like can I can I touch yes. it this just looks like you know a package that you'd buy like at a new seasons or mm -hmm. something yeah exactly you know the the coated and how mm -hmm. does it not stick together in this beautiful flower package? so if you open this up and uh -huh. we're gonna do this in just a moment so you just kind of have to open it up. Oh, no kidding. And Look at that. And it's because of flour. Ah, I'm going to yeah. touch it. I'm going to yeah. touch someone's pasta. <laughs> oh, so it does, yeah, yeah. it doesn't feel See? doughy at all. Yeah. And these are some long noodles. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Those are the kind you're going to twirl with a fork or yeah. a spoon. Exactly. And dip in sauce. And we're going to be all oh, good, Oh, yeah. It's right? going to soak up all that good sauce. <laughs> all right. So what we want to do first. Uh-huh is we're gonna use this bowl first okay. because then we're gonna dump it out on the, to the table. Uh -huh. But first what we need is one cup of flour. Okay, do you want me to measure that out? Yep, we can do that. So Greg, myself and you are gonna all do this. Okay, okay. great, so, she's putting us to work, Greg. Are you yeah. okay with that? I'm okay with that. He's that's like, that's not right. unusual. Do you guys cook a lot together? Not so much. Not so <laughs> well, much. She I, loves cooking and yeah. she's a perfectionist. I, I do really love it. I, I have a passion for cooking. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Is it close enough? Yeah, that is good enough. Okay, so it's always one cup regular flour. Okay. Um, and then one cup of salmonina. Okay. And this is Bob's Red Mill, which is mm -hmm. awesome. That's yep. a local company. So then we do one cup of that as well. I don't think it's necessary that you have to mix the flours, but if you want it more authentic, the, mixing the semolina with the all-purpose flour 
works okay, really and well. authentic, you mean like Italian? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And how did you learn how to do this? Well, I did this in Florence, Italy. Did you really? Mm -hmm. And I did this in November. Okay. So um, recently. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So through my work, I get to go on these um, fam trips. They are familiarization trips uh -huh. with the product that we sell because I am just an international travel consultant. Uh -huh. So I do exclusively Europe. Oh. And yeah, so we got to go to Italy. That is an awesome perk. Let me yes. just tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's great. So I got to go to Rome, Florence, and Venice. Uh -huh. It was one of the tours that we have. And it was through, you can look this up on Instagram. Uh -huh. It's called Little Mama uh -huh. in Florence. And um, if you go to the Instagram page, you can see that Jessica Alba just did this with oh, her, super fun. her daughters there. Oh, neat. Yeah. So um, going back to this, you okay. actually do want half and half portion. Okay. And then you want to mix it up. Okay. So, oh, you want me to mix yep, it? Yeah, Marty, you go for that. Right, I'm mixing. Mixing the flour. So you guys, um, I know you're you're pretty newly married, right? We got married in August, yeah. My gosh, August and then this big trip, was it your honeymoon? It was not, because Greg didn't go, to go on a fam trip. Yeah. And then, well, how did you meet? So Greg and I met first on Facebook because uh -huh. I was the music director up in Washington. <laughs> it's kind of funny, you know, Facebook's starting a dating app. Yeah, so you, you guys oh, are really? like, you guys are like pre-Facebook dating app, right? <laughs> I mean, we never hit it off on Facebook, so that wasn't like that. But I was reaching out to Greg because I wanted to widen my knowledge of the Pacific Northwest and the people in the Pacific Northwest right. that were involved with blues. Uh -huh. And she came down yeah. to the Waterfront Blues Festival in 2014. Yeah. And I hadn't moved here yet. And oh, yeah. she was helping uh, United by Music do their stand there. Mm -hmm. And she was uh, talking to all these different people. And I'm having lunch one day in the VIP area. And she walks up and sits down to me. And, and one of the first things she's asking me is, <laughs> Who does your uh, music scheduling for your meetings and all? Because that's what she did up in Washington. I'm going, mm, ah, wait, uh, okay. I do that. Ah, you're like, hmm. Uh -huh. huh. And what did you do in Washington before you moved here? Yeah. So I was the music director with uh -huh. the Washington Blues Society. Oh, fun. Yeah. Are you a musician then? I am not. So I'm a music organizer, promoter, putting shows together. So Greg does it all here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So he doesn't have a music director on the board here. So then we want to mix this all together. Uh -huh. Okay, so now we're going to get messy. All right. All right. Greg, you want to step in I here? guess we're okay. just going to do one here, honey. <laughs> Kidding. So, <laughs> so we're going to dump it out. Okay. okay. Just right on the counter, yep. which is great. Yep. Now you're going to form a well. A well in the center? A well in so the center. So this is like Mount Vesuvius? Yeah. Only with nothing in the middle? Yep. Okay. So... Because we used a smaller amount of the flour, I'm gonna use less on the eggs, but I'm also just gonna look at it by appearance. Okay. Because sometimes it might not be um, wet enough. I don't think we're gonna have that issue because I usually use a lot more flour. Okay. Put the egg right in here. Right in the center. Right in the center. Right on the counter. Then cool. you're gonna take a fork yeah. and you're gonna start incorporating that into the egg. And you're kind of, oh, I see, you're breaking mm -hmm. up the yolk. Yep. And it's just, you're being so gentle. Yeah. You're actually kind of folding it in yeah. to the egg. Yeah. It might need another egg. Greg's on egg duty. Yeah. Got it ready. Because we just want to get it wet enough so that it's incorporated. 
And then again, we just really want to fold the flour into the egg. This is definitely not like scrambling the egg. No, and it might come out of your little well, but that's okay because it's all going to get yeah, incorporated. Yeah, it doesn't look like Crater Lake anymore. <laughs> so you see that, Marty, how it all starts getting incorporated? Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So we're going to see how this comes out, though, doing the two eggs. We might add another one, so actually. So if you add too many eggs, what happens? It's like just like a nice, rich, yolky pasta. But if you add too much, does it? Mm -hmm. Does the pasta like come out wrong? Can you mess it mm -hmm. up? You just add more No, flour. I mean, you'll just know by appearance. <laughs> So really, you'll know this by appearance. Okay. Um, so you see how you're going to, and the trick here is it does take a while for this to become incorporated. Okay. Yeah. And then the next thing we're going to do is we're going to start kneading it, which I'm going to let Just well, like bread. I will show you. Do you do bread? Uh, no. Okay. You know, there's a, you know, people have asked me, Marty, are yeah. you a baker or are you a cook? Yeah. And um, I can't claim to be... I cook really, but I, I cook. I don't bake. Yeah. Um, so definitely a cook. What about you? Yeah, my mom was a great baker, and I never followed in her step <gasps> footsteps with that. Yeah. Um, but she always would make breads and cakes, yeah. and we were a pretty religious family growing up. And so we always had like a formal Sunday dinner and oh, like yeah. she always had cake and pies. Yeah. Do you want to fill that flour, though? It's sure. so silky. Oh, yeah. So the silkiness mm -hmm. of the flour comes from the blend? Of uh, the semolina and okay. the flour. All right. Yeah. And then you're going to see that this starts getting into these crumbles. Yeah, this, this yep. to me, this looks a lot like pie dough. You know how you yeah. put the, you, you're uh, putting the butter in there and it starts to get that crumbly look? It's the yeah. same, it's the same kind of a thing. Exactly. All right. So you see how that starts coming together? I do. So this isn't, I'm trying to describe yeah. this, and it's not coming together like. I need a little. I mean, bit more it looks like right a dough. Honey. Yeah. But it's not coming together like bread would. It's not mm -hmm. that tight. It's very loose. Yeah, um, the flour. And yeah, there's right still there, a lot honey. of little chunky flour bits. Yeah. But the trick is because a lot of people don't do this properly, is that it's all in the kneading when it gets all together. Greg, tell me, I mean, you're like a photographer, a writer. Um, I've, I'm looking, you guys have photographs out and you have this beautiful display on the uh, laptop going, a slideshow. Um, you know, you do everything. Well, uh, music's been part of my life for a long time. I mean, uh -huh. I, I fell in love with music when I was really young. My mother had given me a, a 45 player and she's buying me singles and things to sit there and play. Oh, I love your mother. And, That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I just started going to a lot of shows when I was in high school and then I got a job uh, with a music distributor that used to be important called Lieberman Enterprises in the ah. 80s. And we were doing one stops and uh, rack jobbers. The one stops are the people that uh, work with the mom and pop stores like Terry Courier at Music uh -huh. Millennium. That's where I met Terry. It was uh -huh. 35 years ago. Isn't he great? So for our listeners, we've mm -hmm. got this local music store right. called Music Millennium. One of um, the best in the country. Yeah, definitely. He's a close friend. I love it. He was at our wedding. Is he? Oh, really? Yeah. Your wedding? And you're still glowing from the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but it, anyway, the, the, the rack jobbers would do uh, stores like, say, Walmart, Naval Bases, just the larger chain stores. And we moved from doing both just into the rack jobs and got involved with the videos and things. But 
I started out as an order filler. And by the time that I, the company moved to Reno in 89, uh -huh. I'd worked my way up to the uh, West Coast the purchasing manager. Really? And so I'd have music labels that would come into my office every week, drop box loads of cassettes and CDs or what have you, and say, listen to this. And if you want to put them in any of the stores that you do, so I'm, I'm talking probably about 300 plus stores in 11 states. Wow. Uh, uh, just let us know and purchase it, and we'll send them down to those places. Well, we'd get them in, we'd send them out. But so you became like the music expert. Well, on... I, yeah, we had nine branches across the country, and Portland was the West Coast branch. And when they moved, I mean, I was working like at the Coliseum at the time. I was there for about 15 years, so I was not only meeting a lot of the people, they'd come and introduce me at uh, through the, the record distribution because the label people would open up their little books and go, I got so-and-so coming to town this week. You want to go have lunch with them? You want to meet them after the show, go to the show? You'd be like, ah, uh, yes. Yeah, sign me up for all of these sure, things. why not? So, and then I was meeting the people doing the security at the Coliseum, too, for 15 years. And uh -huh. uh, uh, there's a time I even, uh, they had me assigned to Loretta Lynn's bus. And I'm standing outside, and Loretta opens the door, and Mooney pops his head out and says, hey, you don't have to stand out here. Come on in and have a Coke with us. And so <laughs> ended up talking with them for quite a while, and Randy Travis came in. We were all just sitting around the tour bus. <laughs> and you're, like, the right place at the right time for all of these things. Yeah, and then uh, the Cascade Blues Association formed in 1986. Uh -huh. And I was working at Legacy uh, doing security as a supervisor for all of their campuses for day shift and uh, still doing the Coliseum for a while. So I was like, people are going, you should get involved with these guys. And I'm like, well, I'm already doing two jobs. I don't really have the time. <laughs> so after I left. Two, two is enough. Yeah, so after I left the Coliseum, I went and sat in one of the meetings and it's like, yeah, these guys sound like the it's going to be fun and get involved with doing things I really love because I'd been back to Memphis for the Blues Music Awards and uh, I got to go backstage and meet all these really famous people in uh -huh. the blues and then I went twice more in the late 90s with the CBA representing them as a photographer and, and getting to go meet the people and running backstage. In fact, uh, Robbie Laws would probably tell you, uh, he was back there one year and one of his heroes was playing, uh, Ronnie Earl. So I popped my head backstage and I asked if they could get Ronnie up there, or Robbie up there, and they did. And I, somewhere I had pictures of Robbie and Ronnie playing together. And Aww. I did the same thing with Sheila Wilcox. And that was like his, that was like his idol? Yeah, that's one of his idols. Aww. Sheila Wilcoxon from Portland also was nominated and I went backstage and I said, Hey, she was nominated this year. Think you might be able to get her in the jam, and and sure enough, they said, yeah, she can follow this set. <laughs> well, this set happened to be uh, Bonnie Raitt and uh, John Mooney, who's a terrific slide player, sitting there just going at each other with the slide, and the audience is just like, wow. And then they introduce Sheila, and she walks out by herself, no accompaniment, and starts right in the center of the stage, the acapella version of uh, Sunhouse, John the Revelator. 
and the jaws in the room just dropped to the floor. <gasps> and all of a sudden, they're, they're trying to put people up on stage with her. Oh, man, I got amazing. goosebumps just now. That sounds <laughs> so poignant. Yeah, it's a, it's, it shows the caliber of musicians that we've had in the Portland area for a long time. And seeing them get recognition outside, especially at the Blues Music Awards. Yeah, and here you are connecting people and, and, and putting them together. While, and I mean, the... Right after I became president, about a year or so later, we were named the Blues Society of the Year worldwide in the Blues Music, or the Keeping the Blues Alive Awards. I did not know that. Congratulations. That was in 2003. Yeah. And so I went back there, and it was during the International Blues Challenge. So I said, I'm back here. I think I'll just volunteer to help out. <laughs> and I spent the next 15 years helping out. Helping out. <laughs> Not only that, I ended up uh, running a room for 13 years. I was a stage, one of the stage managers for the finals in the Orpheum Theater for at least 10 of those years. I wrote a book with a, another friend of mine from Baton Rouge. She's a photographer. And she wanted to put a book together. Uh, the history of the International uh -huh. Blues Challenge, the photo uh -huh. she took. So I got together and I did the narrative of the book and did interviews with a lot of people like Karen Lovely, wow. Lisa Mann, Kevin Self. That must have been mm -hmm. so fascinating for you yeah. and what a what a rich piece mm -hmm. of history that you got to not only participate in but to help create this lasting you know, this lasting memory. The International Blues Challenge, we have the local competition that we call the Journey to Memphis, which a group of us, uh, two or three of us from the Cascade Blues Association got together with the band Hudson Rocket back in 1999. They wanted to go to the uh, compete. Uh -huh. At that time, you didn't have to do a competition. And we didn't really have time to do anything anyway. So we said, yeah, go ahead and represent us. Tell us what it's about. And they came back and we met and decided to start the journey to Memphis. So now, wait a minute. Some of my friends are in a band called Sister Mercy, mm -hmm. oh, and yes. they're on one of my Christmas shows. Yeah. Is this the competition that this they... This is the one. They won the yeah. competition in Portland twice. And twice, went back, right? Yeah. Went I remember that. I was booking Sister Mercy when they went the first time. Yeah. But they went back twice. That is Sister Mercy did. really neat. And yeah. you do the same thing connecting people mm -hmm. like I mean that's as a promoter right you connect this band with this show I'm assuming all across the country or in Europe well I, I would love to venture in the blues in Europe I mean mm -hmm. that really is a dream future actually. trip future yes. trip <laughs> so we do have the opportunity of knowing a lot of people from all over the world uh -huh. because Greg going back to Memphis for so many years yeah, I made 25 trips back there 25 yeah a lot of times twice a year because not That's just respectable. not yeah. just the International <laughs> Blues Challenge, but I was also working as a stage manager for the Blues Music Awards. Yeah, and the uh. Blues Music Awards, which is also coming up. Um, Next week. Yeah, and our locals, like Ben Rice, has been nominated three times. Um, Curtis Salgado and Alan okay. Hager. Curtis ben Rice, a, I yes. know this name because he sang... Um, the song that you walked down the aisle to, right? Yes. And in fact, that was the opening song that we played underneath the intro yes. today. Yes, it's very exciting. We're very proud of Ben. Greg has known Ben since he was 12. Right really? Mm -hmm. yeah. 
And big, I mean, Greg's we've been sub- big supporters. So not only yeah. do you, um, you, you create, you've watched young musicians bud into hardcore, um, well-versed blues. Yeah, locally, yeah, fact, we, we've seen like Ben Rice and, and uh, Ty Curtis, uh-huh. or two of them right off the top of my head. And, and just to tie this. Um, so I just had a show at Sister oh. Mercy, Debbie and Roger's home, uh-huh. and which will be coming up at the Lake Theater on June 3rd. Uh-huh. And it is Ben Rice. So these are all what we're calling the show is Young Guns of the Blues. Aww. And so Greg has gotten to see them from a very early age. Um, and now they're grown, well, except Timothy James. He's still uh. a youngster. Um, but yeah, now we've become into men and still passionate about their music. And that's... Ben Rice uh-huh. and Timothy, Timothy James, James, Tevis Hodge Jr., Justice Reeves. Uh-huh. Oh, and Kivit Bidnar. Oh my gosh, you guys are like yeah. just like the <laughs> roster of musicians is and just incredible. Every one of those representing the Cascade Blues Association yeah. in Memphis. Okay, so I'm gonna pause a minute yeah. because this whole time we've been yeah. chit-chatting, <laughs> you've been forming this perfectly yeah. round. Okay, almost perfectly round. Yeah. It kind of looks like a builder of pasta dough. Do you call it dough? Yes. Okay. Is, it's going to have to sit for a little bit. Okay. After you bring the whole dough together, uh-huh. you want it to sit in a plastic bag for a little bit. Okay. What's a little bit? Like five so, minutes, ten minutes? Um, really, I give it about a half hour. Okay, I don't great. think we're going to love that today. But, um, but another thing I want to point out is, do you see how it has like... Kind of when you feel that. Okay, so you're, you're making me that. poke it, like, you know, yeah. Pillsbury Doughboy. Yes. Right? Yeah. So it's got... Um, it's a little not, bit of a give. It's got, it's got a little bit of give, but it's yeah. not bouncing back out like yeah. a yeast dough would rise. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I yeah. get that. So, so you're going to put this in a bag. Yes. But it's very pliable at this point. It's a little too soft to start, I think, putting it through the pasta machine. Okay, so let me ask you this. Yeah. I see that you've already got these pre-packaged mm-hmm. ones that you did earlier. Yeah. How long are those gonna last? You know, I would only store it, because of it being fresh pasta, I would only store it in your fridge for a couple of days. Really? You're gonna mm-hmm. eat a lot of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not eating any pasta. Oh, don't say that on the air. <laughs> Um, so you I got... recently lost 35 pounds. Have you really? Yeah. Congratulations. Well, actually now 37. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, well, so this, you can't freeze it or anything? You just need you to eat it? You might be able to freeze it. I haven't tried that. But, I mean, as far as in it being fresh pasta, uh-huh. you want to eat it right away. Okay. The Marty's Music Kitchen podcast is brought to you in cooperation with Oregon Music News. You have dough ready to go. Ready to go. All right, awesome. Now what? Okay, so now we're going to cut it. So wait, this has Mm -hmm. been sitting. uh, What's the difference between plastic wrap and like a plastic bag? I don't think there is any. You want to keep it a little moist. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. So now we're going to, this is important too. We're going to cut it into a small bit Uh so that we can handle it. Okay. Then wrap it again because it dries out very quickly. Okay, I'm touching this one on bid and it's like a little sticky. And but I it still has that give to it. All right. And we have a smaller yeah. piece here. And you're, Always you're put s- a little bit of flour down. Just like if you were going to need bread. We're going to roll it out. Which rolling pin would you like to use? This cute little pink one Debbie Espinor gave me. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Debbie. 
or the big I'm gonna use the cute, okay. cute little I pink thought you one. might pick that. Okay, so am I okay, just rolling it? So we're here? just rolling it out a little bit. Mm -hmm. So until it's like in a little bit of a rectangular shape. Yep, there you go. Mm -hmm. And it's going to become a really nice smooth surface once we run it through here. Just, you know, we're just kind of getting it flat so that we can run it through okay. the pasta maker. how am I doing? You're good. And is this good right here? Yep, right there. Okay, so I'm going to say this is about a quarter inch thick. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Yep. Now you've got your pasta machine, yep. I see it's anchored yep. on the table. Exactly. People, you can always do this by hand too, by uh -huh. just rolling it out and then you can cut it, but we're gonna use okay, wait, a pasta maker What today. are you doing right now? So we're getting it onto the one. Yeah, it's got different levels of thickness. See and, how and it says one right there? Oh, okay, along. I get that. Yes. So we always start out there. Then we're gonna be running it through the pasta maker, which is really fun. And I see then it. And you're just we actually want to fold it over like an envelope. Okay. And then we're going to run it through again. So the pasta maker is just flattening it out. Yeah. Stretching it. Yeah. But it's very important as far as in getting it to be the right thickness. Okay. And are you going to, okay, so when you fold it, you're mm -hmm. folding it like it's flat. It's coming out like a big rectangle and you're folding it in thirds. Yep. Okay, so wait. I want you to do this, Marty. Okay, wait. So you put this in here yep. and then just roll. Yep. See, isn't that fun? Rolling the pasta. And see how it's mm -hmm. on the number two does right it, now? And okay. we're going to go all the way up to nine. And three does what? It just it makes it thinner. It keeps on making it thinner so and thinner. It'll stretch out further. Here. Yep. All right. Am I going to do this again? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And do I fold it over again? No. Okay. Only fold it over when it's set on one. All right. Now what have you got it up to? Four. Yeah. All right. You should totally have someone do a blues song for you about making pasta. pasta. Yeah. Who should do that song for us? You can. <laughs> I'm making some blues. Yeah, and pasta. No, I'm kidding. I'm I don't sing blues, <laughs> but you know. I know it's that our friend fun. Ken DeRoshi was on your show, and he actually was our um, officiator. Was he wedding. really? Ken, mm -hmm. you're holding out on me, man. <laughs> well, you guys totally give me hope. I mean, you guys found each other, and you're super cute together. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. That's her job. Being super cute, <laughs> Being not super yours. Cute, but... uh, well, then you married I, well. I so. just look better nearer. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> so um, she sat down, and she started asking you all these questions, and what led to the first date? Uh, well, oh. well, how was that? I mean, uh, can I say that on the air? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had written a book and she wanted a copy of the book. And so I brought one to the, the meeting mm -hmm. and then she was telling me about a friend of hers from Chicago that was coming oh, yeah. through the Northwest that was going to stop off and play at the Star Day Tavern. Uh-huh. And... It sounded interesting, and I listened to a little bit of him online and said, I think I'll go down there and, and uh, check him out. And she showed up, and we just kind of hooked up right then and there, and, and it just moved forward. And so we she, haven't been apart pretty much since. No. Wow, really? Yeah. So it was, it was kind of meant to be then. It was meant to be. Yeah. I love that. I love 100%. Kismet. Blues well, Kismet. I have to say that when Greg got his Keeping the Blues Alive Award in Memphis. And he, which is a, the biggest, really, acknowledgement. I have to give you a high five for that. <laughs> so, what what it is, so it's the, the highest honor in the blues world for a non-musician. So, I mean, the Blues Music Awards are the highest for musicians, and this is for people behind the scenes, uh, like blues societies, music promoters, uh, venues, mm -hmm. 
record labels, things like that. Huh. That is that is pretty impressive. So, okay, I'm going to go back to this pasta for a minute because it is very long, um, like longer than my arm long now, and I keep expecting it to like break apart. I, no, it and doesn't. It's not. Well, so, what you're after for the thickness is where you can start to see your yeah, hand. Yeah. So where they it. say like you want the thinnest we, to be where you can. Where it's translucent. Right. A little bit. Oh, okay. Wait. Mm -hmm. And see it, how it's set on eight now. You're sneaky. I didn't even see you do that. Yeah. All right. So rolling it through yep. the pasta. See, I can scat. You know, I don't have a voice. I don't think that fits blues. I mean, I'm a soprano mm -hmm. and, you know, I hear people belt this stuff out and it's just not my, I, I wasn't built like that. It doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. I just don't sing it very well. So. Well, I always tell people if you don't want to hear me sing. Oh, really? <laughs> Keeping the blues alive award. Um, well, when he did his acknowledgement talking about how everybody in the community meant something, and I was in the audience at the time and literally shaking while Greg was up there trying to videotape it, and he just really acknowledged that we really do have the same heart as far as in our passion for the music. You mean you too? Aww. Yes. Greg, I want to marry you. <laughs> oh, too I'm already taken. Oh. That is so super sweet. Yeah. Um, and were you guys married then at the time oh, no. of, oh. of the but, award? But while no. we were back there, the Blues Foundation president kept offering us, well, we can do it in the Orpheum Theater if you want to do it in front yeah. of all these people. <laughs> when we were... That I was, would be something. I was the judge's assistant, and Greg was running the stage, and Barbara, who's the president of the... Um, Blues Foundation in Memphis. Mm -hmm. She, I was on stage and said, "Well, if you want to get married, come on, let's do it right now." <laughs> and you're like, um, "Excuse me, <laughs> don't rush a woman." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, and now we're just running it the last time through nine. Okay. Yep. Yep. And see how it's just gotten super long yeah, now. Yeah. I'm like, we're, this and is see, a two-person endeavor. How could you do this by yourself? See the texture of it where cable. you can see your hand. <laughs> yes, I yeah. clearly see the <laughs> hand underneath the pasta. Now you do have a choice now as far as in cutting it into more desired lengths for the noodles, because that's what we're going to do next. Okay. So we're going to make the world's longest noodles right now. <laughs> so normally you would cut this yeah, first so to the length. It makes it a little easier. To, yeah. Okay. That and then, but, but for now, since we, we don't have the ability to cut it properly right mm -hmm. this second, right. Um, you would cut it to the length that you want, and then we're going to do this next step. So do you want to make super thin noodles, or do you want to make more like fettuccine noodles? Uh, I'm a fettuccine girl, so let's okay. go there. Good. Okay, so we're just gonna start putting it through okay. here. Got it. And so like fettuccine is perfect for heavier sauce, noodle, you know, sauces mm -hmm. um, to absorb all that nice rich, the... So what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite noodle? Um, I like the fettuccine noodle. Mm -hmm. I mean, just because See, I like thicker. I knew it. We're pretty much the same height. We both like <laughs> fettuccine noodles. We're like new best friends, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, we love music. Oh, yes, definitely. Yes. I'm a music fan. Yep, okay. So now we oh. are going to make these beautiful 
They're so noodles. pretty. You want me to toss the noodles? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's like encouraging me to really whip this pasta around. Yeah. All right. This this is great. And so it does feel like the pasta that you had earlier. So right. I don't feel like I'm a total failure. This is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See how it. Well, that mm. was other dough. But this looks so good. It became so that. <laughs> if we were going to cook this right now. Yes. Uh, you'd put it. In a pot of mm -hmm. boiling water, which yes, you salt a little bit first? of olive oil, a little bit of salt. Okay. And now with fresh pasta, it cooks very quickly. Uh-huh. Much different than store-bought pasta. Okay. Um, so you really only want to cook it for a couple of minutes. Okay. Um, Do you test it? Greg test it. <laughs> I'm the noodle tester. Is that, is that Greg, the official noodle tester? <laughs> Myself you and Queen You don't like, take it off and wing it all <laughs> along, <laughs> the ceiling or whatever. No, not quite. No, she, she looks at me very seriously and says, uh, no, we just made the pasta. And then on the other pan, which is what a really great pasta, is that you want to have made your sauce, whatever the sauce is that you're going to be incorporating with your pasta. Okay. And then you are going to be taking your fresh pasta and mm -hmm. adding it right into that sauce. And the trick with that too is that you want to add a little bit of the water mm -hmm. that you cook that pasta in uh -huh. because it has a nice body and flavor to it mm -hmm. now yeah. into that sauce as well. Now, do you think um, when you make this pasta, does the water, um, you know, does a little of the starch go into the water? A little bit, yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's different than when you make um, store-bought pasta where it's like still stays a little bit clear, yeah. but because of the flour, that's going to get into that water and this. Well, um, we've got the fresh pasta. Yeah. You put it in the water. Yes. And then you're going to incorporate it into the sauce that you've already made. Yes. And voila. Yes. You're, you're good. And you can store it in the freeze, fridge in a package, either in a mm -hmm. baggie or I see you have it wrapped in like a plastic. plastic. So you want wrap. to do that as far as with the noodles. Uh -huh. So then it does not dry out because fresh pasta has a tendency to dry out very quickly. Yeah, don't want to do that. Mm -mm. What happens, I mean, can you still use it if it dries I out? I don't think so. Huh. I think you have to toss it. So I notice at this table beside us <laughs> that um, there is a beautiful plate of noodles over there. Can we, yeah. well, let's go over and, and like dish <laughs> some up and um, talk about this. Oh my gosh, look at this plate. I want to know how you made this pasta carbonara because it looks spectacular. So this pasta carbonara was made. Um, there's several steps to it. So you want to get some olive oil going. Okay. And I brought back this olive oil right from Florence from the cooking class I did. Oro amante. Uh -huh. And I brought this balsamic back too. Oh, that's a little tiny bottle. So I cute. haven't opened it yet. Um, I'm just kind of holding on to it. But For this something is really like, special. Yeah. Like it's you're gonna be like the dinner. best balsamic ever. Aww. Yeah. Straight so, from Italy. Yep. So okay. you get your olive oil going. You uh -huh. put a garlic clove kind of smashed into that. Uh -huh. Get it browned. Right. Um, and then take that garlic clove out. Um, in another pan, you can do like maybe a half an onion chopped and brown that up okay. with some chopped uh, um, garlic in as well. Butter or olive oil? Olive oil. Okay. Always. And then in that pan that you did the garlic clove in, you uh -huh. want to add cubed pancetta. 
So that's about six ounces of pancetta. Uh -huh. So you brown that up so that it's like all nice and a little bit brown, caramelized like. Mm -hmm. And so you take the pancetta out, you put it into another bowl to sit. Okay. And then you add three quarters cup heavy cream. Mm -hmm. And you stir and you like get the um, bits of that pancetta incorporated into that cream. Right. Carbonara is also wonderful because there's some pepper flavors in there so you can grind some fresh pepper into there mm -hmm. and then you um, take that off of the temperature because you don't want to curdle the egg and you add three egg yolk okay so let that sit just yolks yes just okay. yolks and then you let that sit and then you've blanched your um, peas now there are several different versions of carbonara this is what how i make it okay this is so, totally yeah. your version. Yes. It's all good. <laughs> this is like one of your, I don't know, favorite meals, Greg? All of her meals are my favorite. Really? <laughs> I love everything she cooks. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Married yourself a really good cook. Absolutely. So not only a good looking, but you're smart. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so then you have your cream, you have your ground pepper, you've blanched your peas, you add your peas into Remember, take that off the temperature. Right. Add the oak. Add your peas to that. Uh-huh. Okay. To and the carbonara. No, into the cream. Oh, into the cream. After Got it. the peas have been blanched. Mm -hmm. And then you add the peas to the cream, and then you add a generous portion of Parmesan cheese. Uh-huh. And then, this is now again off the temperature. <laughs> this is really important. Um, and then you add your pancetta. Uh-huh. And so you have that now in a pan all together. Right. Okay. And now you're going to add the noodles. Uh-huh. And then you're going to do maybe some more pepper, some more Parmesan. Yes. And yes, then you we can are. Put it <laughs> <laughs> and then you can put it onto your serving platter and... Voila. I've added some mint to mine, it's like mint leaves. You did. It's a beautiful yeah. presentation. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. I think presentation is very important when you're cooking. I do too. I totally agree with you. Yeah. So you're dishing some up. Yes. And I am so grateful. And why and don't I you taste just... that? Yeah. And keep please take some bread and olive oil. And Ooh, if you want wow. more Parmesan. This is like a whole meal. This is great. Okay, so sprinkle a little more Parmesan on it. Yep. Yeah, if you'd you like. You say Parmesan. I said Parmesan, <laughs> whatever. Am I wrong? Is there one way I'm to not say sure. this? I think it depends on where you're at. <laughs> it's, it's like saying New Orleans. They're, they're, everyone's got a different. New Orleans? Yeah. New Orleans. In the, I don't know in how to the say city, that seems like they've got different variations itself. All right, so here goes this pasta. It's a beautiful balance between the color of the pancetta and um, the peas. And of course, the cheese. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Really good? Oh, this is so good. I love garlic. It tastes like the cream sauce was like infused with garlic. Mm -hmm. And then you've got that kind of salty flavor of the pancetta, mm -hmm. which is just outstanding. Mm -hmm. oh, this I'm is glad so you're good. enjoying it. Oh, yeah. So, what do you think as far as the difference between homemade noodles and. Oh, there's. No comparison. I mean, these homemade noodles, um, they have a, not only a fresh flavor, but a texture that I'm so used to the package, mm -hmm. you know, the texture is, I don't know, almost smooth um, and just delicious. Really, really good. 
Everybody should make noodles at home at least once, I think. I think so, Just too. Just to try it, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think it's fun. I mean, yeah. it's a fun process. So what have you guys got coming up? What's on the radar? Well, a lot of things. Yep. Um, this month is crazy packed um, with music. As we said earlier, we got the Journey to Memphis competition coming up a week from tomorrow. Uh huh. And we're still in the month of May. Yeah. Yes. And uh, that will be over two nights at the East uh, Portland Eagles Lodge, and mm -hmm. I have like 17 acts. And, and where we just have moved our Cascade Blues Association meetings to is at the Eagles, and that's always the first Wednesday of the month. Oh, good to know. Can people just mm -hmm. come down and... Yeah. Uh -huh. You don't have to be a member. Is there like a jam session yeah, or something? There is always an acoustic set and then a band. Ah. Yeah, members are free, and everyone else is only $5 to get in. Five bucks? And it's like last night was a terrific night. We had John Bunzo with Albert Rita oh. uh, do the opening set, and then we had the Tom Gilbert's band... Uh, play the second set. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. We, the room was absolutely packed. Yeah, and it was our first night there, and so it was just really great to see that it was a success. Well, I'm going to be sure to um, post a link mm -hmm. so that people can come check that out, and then also, um, you know, be able to, um, you know, check out whatever you you guys have got going on. So I like to do shows that are like the one that I just did at the Espinor Manor. Um, that's called the Manor Underground for people who don't know. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, super fun space. Yeah, which is once a month, uh -huh. um, typically on a Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And so I just had a show there with the Young Guns of the Blues. Um, and then like I'm bringing them to the Lake Theater, which mm -hmm. is a Monday night series run by our good friend Dean Mueller. Mm -hmm. And so we've gotten together to do that show. Um, so, and then of course I'm Greg's partner. And so whatever he does with the Cascade Blues Association, I'm right there with him. So how can people find out more um, about the Cascade Blues Association? Well, we have a website too, cascadebluesassociation.org. Uh -huh. uh -huh. And a lot of the things that are in the Blues Notes pretty much are on, on the website too. What's Blues Notes? The Blues Notes is the newsletter. Oh, cool. And, can people, uh, can I sign up for that? You can become a member and it's $25 a year and it gets you into all the meetings for free, gets you the right to vote for the Muddy Awards. Get really? Into the Muddy Awards for I had free. no idea. For 25 bucks? Yeah, and the paper wow. will be mailed to your home. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Awesome. We just, starting this month, went to a full color paper. Oh, we, did you we really? We were doing black and white with some blue hints on some pages. Oh, but, I can't wait to see it. I'm and, so excited. And we also started a new uh, directory, resource directory, where the musicians can, for if they're members, they can put like three lines in there, put their website, and tell people who they are. And, uh, a blues musician directory. And uh, if they wanted for a low fee, $25 a month, they can add another line and put their picture in the Along yeah, it's with a it great too. advertisement. This is a really great opportunity. Well, I can't wait um, to post those links for people on SoundCloud. Um, that you can find them on Oregon Music News, and then we are also now newly on iHeartRadio podcasts. Yay! Hey. Um, and so you'll be able to find the Marty's Music Kitchen podcast there as well, and the links are all on the body of the show. So check it out, subscribe, and like. I'm I'm just so grateful that you agreed to be on the show. And, um, you know, have been talking with me. I've learned so much, and I can't wait to, um, you know, learn more and come to some of those meetings. So 
Again, thank you so much for being on the show. I really thank you. Yeah, thank the you, cooking. Marie. Oh my God, this is just so fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm your host, jazz singer Marty Mendenhall, sending out a special thank you to Paul Canada Elliott, Cindy and Dennis Harris, and Tom and Don Bartell for their support of this show through Patreon.com. Become a patron of the podcast and get your special thank you on the air. Find out about the $1 and $5 perks by joining the fun at patreon.com forward slash Marty Mendenhall. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time on Marty's Music Kitchen. Dance, put on my monkey dance.